What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Today, we got Michael Shelton with Interior Life Painting. Uh, that's niching down at its finest. So I assume no. Are we? Are you doing any exterior work? Uh, man, at the moment, I'm doing lots of things. <laughs> okay, um, so yes, I am doing exterior work. Okay, tell me. So tell me the story, man. Where you know uh, what brought you here? You know, tell me a little bit about the business and you know some areas you're wanting a uh, little bit of perspective on today. Okay. Um, yeah, I tried to prepare a little bit of ahead of time to be able to give you something to work with, but okay. I'll give you the brief story. Um, I've been doing construction. I got a degree in construction science. Um, and in 2019, I decided to pursue painting and I was kind of doing some handyman stuff. I had been working project management, project estimating and okay. some sales for bigger companies. So, I decided to do my own thing. I kind of debated back and forth on a couple different names. I landed on interior life painting, set out in uh, fully to do that. I was already doing some work at the time in 2019, like December. Okay. So COVID hit 2020 okay. and with the, the painting thing I was doing, I landed on my first big job. The very thing I set out to do, I wanted to be doing high end cabinets nice. and from my area anyway. So I, I got this cabinet job, $26,000 cabinets only repaint. Damn. And the problem is oh, I went in, yeah, I went in, sold it, but then I'm like, man, I, I can't perform it. So behind the scenes, you know, the client doesn't know that, um, behind the scenes, I'm trying to figure out how am I going to pull sure. this off? What a great story. Got to the point where I said, okay, well, I, I'm not going to be able to pull my people together or some people together to pull this off in a professional way where I can deliver on what I promised. So I'm going to go get this professional guy and sub the job to him. Okay. The, there wasn't enough margin for me to really make anything on it. But at that point I was, I was willing to just call it a yeah. watch to honor what I had sold to this client. Sure. sure. So that was 2020 and COVID hit right then. So basically I backed off of the job by using COVID as an excuse. So I didn't really make myself look bad. I was very sorry. You know, there's a lot going on. Been there. I backed out of that. But what that did to me was it made me feel like I failed because okay. the very thing I wanted to do, I actually was like, oh crap, I actually got it. I didn't actually think I could. And then when I got it, I wasn't able to perform it. And it really was very defeating. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So that's three years ago, basically. So since then, I was doing, I was doing a few jobs still, but I was, I was looking back pretty defeated emotionally and in my mindset. So, uh, an old job called on me. They were in a desperate situation basically. And they knew I, I know the product and I know everything. They said, Hey, will you come take over sales for us? And I'm like, sure. I go take over sales. And it was kind of like a relief because I, I wasn't Didn't able have to the handle pressure the pressure of production. It was more so do what you were best. Yeah. At. Yeah. And I, I wasn't really ready emotionally for the ups and downs of what, you know, business ownership entails. Sure. I, I think that's my analysis. But, uh, so I did sales and then in 2020, well, I left that job December, 2021. Okay. And so for the last year and now we're in three months, year and three months, I've been doing my own thing. I built two houses and I, and mostly I was just building the houses. I was going to build one house, 
make something for that year and then figure it out. I knew I want to do the painting thing, but I wasn't pushing doing painting. So you were, still... you were, you were GC in two builds pretty much. Yeah. I bought the lots. I, yeah, I got the loans from the bank. I bought the lots. I handled it all. And I did a lot of the work myself. I did on these two builds. I did all of the painting, interior, exterior, soffits, fascia, brick, cabinets, everything. Mike, just me. Okay. Um, which I don't want to be doing. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I also did the trim carpentry on it. And anyways, I did sure. some other trades, all the sure. electrical. Okay. And uh, now where I'm at is the beginning of this year, I said, okay, I got I to gotta put myself back out there and I got to really go at this thing. I'm having my first baby Congrats. in a month. Boy or girl? Yeah, thank you. It's going to be a girl. Congrats. Awesome. Yeah, so that's, you know, I got a life change going on there. Big life change. Great Big time to start change, a business. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's what I'm, I've been doing it. I just, sure. I need to do it more seriously. Well, let me where ask Where I'm you, at right now. Yeah, yeah that, that's where you're going. I want to kind of know. So tell me where where your crossroads are, because I, I love the story. That that helps, helps me a lot. But where's the crossroads right now? Okay, well, the crossroads, I think a lot of it is in my head. I feel I have had a business before. I had a moving company, um, right. so a service-based business, and I did all the sales, all the estimating, managed all the guys, managed the operations, basically. Um, my crossroads now is, as I look back at that experience, I had leads coming in all day. Yeah. So right now, I've got – I can do the sales if I have the leads, I'm at that crossroads of I haven't fully jumped in. I'm at the point of do I go all in on the name that I have? I've already got my website. I got Facebook. I am putting out, trying to put out content daily. Um, but I, I'm also getting requests. I'm looking. I'm finishing up a bathroom remodel that I took on for a dear. Yeah. So so let's kind of doing break another this down. Remodel. I got yeah, this house yeah. going on over here and people are calling me for this kind of stuff. And I'm like, do I, I'm a little by myself. I'm mentally sure. thinking it, but I'm just thinking about it by myself constantly. And you kind of, I kind of get bogged yeah, down. Of yeah. Let's break it down a little bit. So you, you know, there's a lot to unpack here. I mean, you have these experiences. I wouldn't call them failure. I think failure is uh, far from what you've done. You've built something before in a moving company. You've seen a little bit of what the process looks like, but right now, man, I think, you know, you're, you're worked up over the name, the branding, you're just putting out some posts and then someone calls you and you're very reactive. Like it's like, and again, that's through survival. You went from something safe, you had a degree, you know, and you're going the untraditional route. And it's kind of hard because it's like, you know, you, you, it's hard to say no to opportunity, especially when you have a child on the way. And it's like, you want to stack as much money as you can. You want to build something. So let's get first the name of your company is very limiting. If you're not going to just do interiors, change it. That's that's a simple fix. I know you did the branding. You bought the business cards. You got the Facebook. Now's the time to change it because once you build it, that's the hardest part is once you create actually a name for yourself. So interior life painting, maybe the mindset was that you were going to do remodels. Uh, you were just going to focus interior cabinets. I wouldn't expose yourself to just being an interior company. Think of it this way. If you're a customer in your area that wants the outside of their house painted and there's three companies – Premium painting, uh, Joe's house painting services, and interior life painting. Which one are you not calling? 
Yeah, you're not calling interior life bank. Okay, so we yeah. don't want to open up the door to missing opportunity. I would rather someone call me and not be able to do it than be just not even be in the conversation because they looked at the, our company's name. So if that doesn't give you any clarification at all, I, I hope that you think about it deeply because I know the name is important. It's something you came up with from whatever reason, but I would think now's the time, brother. Get that name changed, okay? Um, just just to open up the doors for the future opportunity. Second thing I'm seeing here is that, you know, I want to know what do you have in terms of production resources? Like who's doing these this work besides you? Who would be doing the painting? Um, subcontractors. Do you have uh, a right network now. of them already? Yeah, I have a network where if I have the jobs, I can walk people in on it that I trust. You trust good, man. At, Beautiful levels of okay. You know, so then the business. problem isn't so much production because I think not only do you have the network, you know what to expect. This is a major uh, benefit on your part. You manage your own house builds. You know what quality looks like. You know what the expectations are. And you being someone building a house, you know that people appreciate good communication. And I think you're going to encompass all that. You also just got done what I believe to be a sales boot camp working for another company. So you've seen what the process was like for a company to rely on another individual that's not the owner of the company to do sales, which many people have not had the experience you have, which means there's two things that you now possess. Number one, what to do, and number two, what what not to do, especially when you're ready to grow because a subcontractor-based business in this industry can scale very fast. Okay, so you could really put your knowledge from that last experience. I think of all experiences as a blessing, whether it's what we de determined uh, or we, you know, we thought we, we were supposed to do or not. So, like, for you to get a job as a salesperson at this painting company, was it a painting company? Was that what it was? A remodel? No, they were selling basically um, accessory dwelling units. You'd build them in a build them in a facility. You deliver them to the people's yep. house, handle all the permitting, finish Got the whole it. thing out. So you just yeah. saw what that dynamic looked like, right? So in any case, I mean, you're working with customers. So where I'm getting at with all this is that the missing component here is really your beliefs about marketing and your strategy behind your marketing. Um, because we need to affirm a few things before we continue. Number one, do you feel as though that there's any shortage of opportunity right now in the painting industry that would not allow you with proper marketing to be in the ball game is that would you yeah do no i do i do okay. have so a, we I know that, that there's there opportunity you feel you feel that there is a shortage I, yeah i have i mean i did a market analysis on my area to think how hard would it be to get to two million I'm at, and how no, much market share would to, i have to have no, 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 you're actually saying the opposite which is actually what i'm asking you to agree on is do you believe that there's anything stopping you from being called frequently by people that want paint jobs right now do you feel like there's people that are making phone calls today in your area to local painting companies that want work done non-stop yeah no right. but yeah there are okay so it's, again it's just about how do we get you in the ball game how do we get you in consideration for this how do we get mm -hmm. your phone to ring so yeah. let me ask you this when it comes to your marketing right um, you said you started this venture in the beginning of the year would you say like early january like when did you kick this off I'd say January 1, yeah. Okay. How many jobs have you completed, painting jobs, from that time to now? Two months. Just painting jobs? Just painting. Maybe maybe four. Maybe four. How did you get those jobs? Well, I have yard signs out. Okay. 
surprisingly, yeah, I got. I've well, how did you get the job that allowed you to put signs. the yard sign out? I just stuck them out in the. I just oh, you just them stuck everywhere. them out. Okay, I love that. Yeah. All right, I got so, called by the city a couple times, but they hey, were lenient. Hey, you're, I could. You got to be edgy <laughs> if you want to be successful. Right. Here's the deal. So here's the right. deal. So that so your strategy was, I would consider that a shotgun approach, right? It worked, but can you mm-hmm. can you guarantee that it's going to work again? Can you repeat that same action and hope that you get a similar result? Um, you can hope, but you can't guarantee. And sometimes right. we need to use data to do that. So, like, here's the deal. We have what's called passive marketing and aggressive marketing. The difference is money and the approach, really. I mean, the, you know, you can spend money on yard signs, but that's not targeted. That's just hoping that somebody that just so happens to want a paint job at the exact time you put that yard sign out wants a paint job. We're hoping. That's kind of like sending mailers out if they're not targeted. So we're just hoping. So how do we find people that want paint jobs? And how do we put you there? Do you have any idea of what avenues you might want to look into that you've heard of where people that want painting jobs go? Yeah, I've looked into Google AdWords and used to run that in the moving company. Just yesterday, I finished the process to get the green check mark on the Google Certified Guarantee Local Service Guide. Uh, Facebook advertising, door. I've got my door uh, hangers coming. How many reviews do you uh, have on Facebook or on Google? I have two. Two reviews. Okay. Um, on Facebook, how much money did you spend on ads? Zero. Zero. So you said you did a little bit of advertising on Facebook. Do you just mean just putting out posts? I uh, I didn't say I'd done a little bit of advertising on Facebook. I have done some uh, Google ads with my Google previous ads. moving company. Yeah, gotcha. it was, it was a couple thousand dollars a month just in Google yep. ads. So you've yeah, seen what no, this looks not... like. Yeah. Got it. And yeah. then have you have you ever played around with lead aggregators like Angie, Thumbtack, uh, any of these? Have you heard of these? In the mo- yeah, in my previous company, we have. Um, I... I'm the Angie guy calling me and I actually told him, I said, Oh, you know what? Let me get back with you on like Wednesday. Cause I was going to bring that up to you because I do know that the guys that are doing this business that are really, um, going for it, you have to have lots of, you could call it lead sources. And most of them have to utilize that as well. So I haven't done that yet. But okay. So when you were, I'm willing you to spend that, the money. You, yeah. And when you did Google, did you do that yourself? Did you go through the process of doing all that yourself? When I have done it in the past, we had someone doing it. Okay. So you understand that. Okay, good. And you can imagine how much Google changes over time and how these people who do this for a living probably stay on top of those changes, adjust to those changes, and make Mm -hmm. sure that whatever you're doing is done in good faith. Yeah, I don't want to do it. I do (laughs) do want someone to do it. So we've talked about three avenues here. We have our Google, we have our Facebook, and we have our lead aggregator. In this case, I'm going to use Angie uh, for two reasons. One, I use them. Um, and I'm getting leads every day, okay? And these are people that are qualified. I don't want to waste my time not talking or at least entertaining qualified leads. It's just not something that we need to do. We want only people that are interested in moving forward with a painting job, right? So the first thing is is that we want to diversify. That's the the big word. It's like you got to look at your company as a sales and marketing company. 100%, I agree. That just so happens to do painting. Mm-hmm. 
I usually say a customer service company that just so happens to be painting <laughs> beyond that point, but you get it in terms of your strategy. So this, the, the marketing comes first. So in terms of Google, you know, first thing we need to do is we need to identify literally what the opportunity here is. Do you understand that it really would only take you one solid crew of painters with a full schedule, let's say four painters, full schedule, to generate about $8,000 a week if sold properly and produced properly. Do you understand that? That's $32,000 a month with a crew of four in sales. If optimized, that means you did a good job of selling at a good margin and they did a good job of producing at a quick rate, okay? Mm -hmm. So generally speaking, and that could be on the low end in some areas, in some areas it can be in the high end. But generally speaking, our opportunity with sometimes four jobs, if we get an $8,000 job a week, which is usually a full interior repaint, maybe a big exterior, or maybe what, you know, double that 16 jobs, or excuse me, eight jobs, which is two jobs a week, right? So we're looking at finding eight jobs, right? So what I like to do is reverse engineer this month. Okay, I want to reverse engineer how the heck do I get mm -hmm. to eight jobs, okay? So let me ask you this, right? So what would you say your closing rate is on interior, exterior painting estimates? The leads that I get right now, it's going to be a very high close rate because they're the type of people that are calling me because they know right. me. They're they seeking, want to they're seeking, yeah, and they and they know you. But generally speaking, be fair. Just give me a low end closing rate. Uh, I'd say forty percent. Forty percent. Okay. Yeah, so how do we get to eight? How do we get to eight customers? Well, that means that we need to eight have a forty percent. So that would right. be if if we were at fifty percent, that means we need to do sixteen bids. So you right. actually need to do about 18 bids to get to eight jobs, ideally saying that each job has an average job size of about four grand, okay? Generally speaking, I'm being vague here, but you get the idea. So how do we get to 18 leads, okay? Well, we have to look at what 18, excuse me, these are 18 appointments. How do we get to 18 appointments? So we have to look at set rate, right? This is how uh, we determine how you know, what our ratio is from lead to appointment, okay? So on average, you know, especially when you're using lead aggregators or you're using, you know, things like that, you want to be at about, obviously, anything higher than this is good, but let's say 25% of the time. So in other words, you get four leads, only one of them books an appointment with you, okay? okay. Now, here's the deal. You can do long-term nurturing of these leads and then generate leads from January and finally get an appointment in March. Your follow-up mm. strategy is so important in terms of this as well, but let's just say we're doing it on a month-to-month -month basis, okay? So if we look at 18 times, four, uh, 18 times 4, we're looking at 72 leads, okay? So let me ask you this, right? So let's say, and these are low numbers, Michael, just bear with me here. Okay, so let's say 72 leads generate us 18 appointments. Those 18 appointments generate us eight jobs. You follow me so far? Yep. All right, good. 72 leads on average. Let's say each lead from Angie is $100. Okay, that's $100. Okay. That's a high end, depending, but generally speaking, that's fair. You know, you're giving you an opportunity to paint full house mm -hmm. repaints, exteriors, full house repaints. So you would look to spend about $7,000. $200. Now, with that said, okay, our our aim here is to maximize, right? And I'm just saying you have one crew generating $8,000 a week, and what we're looking at is about a $32,000 month, okay? So if we subtract $32,000 
from our $7,200, that gives us $24,000 to play with, okay? Now, generally speaking, when you subcontract work, you're usually at about a 50% margin, okay? Would you agree with that? Whenever you've subcontracted work, you're generally at about 50% gross profit margin. Yeah. Okay. Now, in this case, would you say that you provide paint and materials for your subcontractors, or do you put that liability on them? Well, if it's at a 50%, then yeah, I'm doing it. You're providing the paint to them if it's at a 50%. Yes, I'm going to be providing the paint if the labor is okay. 50%. So if, if all in, it's costing you 50% to produce this work, okay, you've just netted $12,000 in pure profit outside of your marketing costs and your labor costs. From there, you have some overhead, of course, but we're looking at it like this, okay? The, the idea here is, is that how comfortable can we get with spending a ton of money on leads to generate a ton more money and to create a perpetual lead nurturing machine that produces paint jobs? And the, that's the key. The key is, can you build enough confidence? And here's the deal. If you did that in one month, and again, these numbers are low. You could have a $40,000 a month and only and convert way more leads. I mean, if these numbers are extremely low. This is worst-case scenario where you're spending $7,000 to generate $32,000, okay? And this is just with one lead source. But here's the idea mm -hmm. behind this, Michael, is that the quicker you get comfortable with the initial investment, the easier it's going to be going forward because you need ROI to justify the, the forwarding expense. So next month what happens is, okay, well, wow, I made twelve grand this month. And I didn't lift a finger. I just sold some jobs. Okay. Hello. Well, guess what? I just recouped all my money because $32,000 is now in my bank. Obviously, I have to pay everybody and I have to pay my lead generator. But guess what I'm going to do? Do it again. And then now I'm going to get another crew. And then I'm going to double what I didn't do it again and do it again. And then, of course, that's how you expand. So I don't know if I told you anything you don't know. I don't think that's the case. But I think what I am trying to do here is build some confidence in the fact that you know, sometimes these lead aggregators, although they're high cost in leads, you're at least talking to qualified people. And early on, with two reviews on Google, hardly any Facebook presence, and no one managing your Google listing, you need opportunities that are ready to buy in order to kick off this machine. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's correct. In terms of the initial investment, I mean, where do you find yourself feeling comfortable? I mean, in terms of buying leads, I mean, I don't know if you've done this. You said you did do this with uh, moving companies. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I feel comfortable with it because the way I see it is if I don't want to be as labor intensively as I'm involved as I am now, the only option is to reach a different level of revenue. And so I understand that takes cost. And I mean, I looked at if starting the whole thing, doing, you know, everything with the, a van, getting everything wrapped, doing everything, even with a $5,000 a month marketing budget, we were 20-something thousand Dude, none of that, so, Matt. Yeah, Honestly, not... I, wouldn't get, I wouldn't get too caught up in the van getting wrapped, the logo, the branding. Dude, none of that matters right now. Yeah. It really doesn't. I think the, the only thing that matters is can you sell and produce paint jobs? I, I, my first year in business, I was in a Honda Accord Gray uh, and, and we did 400,000 in sales, you know, and no one, no one cares. Like, and this isn't to you personally, generally speaking, no one cares about a painting company's brand. Like you run into someone in the paint in, into Best Buy or you say, Hey, you know, you any, you know, painting companies like, dude, like no one knows you, no one cares. They only care when they need you. 
Um, and then it's not like Apple or Walmart or anything like that. So like, don't get too right. caught up in branding. That's not going to matter early on. What matters is getting reps and learning the process of taking in a painting lead, which is different than a moving lead, taking in that painting lead and nurturing that lead to the point where they become a sale, you know, but in, in any case, to, if you wanted my validation, which I appreciate on the Angie leads, I think it's a good move. I think you have nothing to lose. I think you should negotiate the yearly fee. That's something you can always do. They're going to hit you with a one-time fee. You know, play hard. What's the best you've seen that negotiated too? Zero. Zero. (laughs) Okay. Zero. And on top of that, credits to get started. You know, Mm. say you know. I mean, you just use your negotiation power on that. You know, play hard to get. Get them for what they're worth. I don't know why they charge that. They're going to make so much on the actual lead itself. It doesn't really matter. Um, But the reality is, is that you know. you're going to set a budget with them. And I think, like, again, it just takes reps. I think if you focus on three things, I would say, number one, you want a Google guy. You don't want to be doing anything Google-related yourself unless you really have the time, energy, and effort to learn the ins and outs of this thing because it's no joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, even I mean, I've tried and played around with it, but, like, it's complex. It's just something that I feel like someone that specializes in would just really take that off your shoulders and do it right and make sure that you're prepared for growth. Second thing is you should get 25 reviews by June. Like that should be a goal for you. Twenty-five, like five-star reviews, at least twenty-five. And by the end of the year, you should have seventy-five. And I don't know if it's going to be an incentive for you, but literally everyone that you've ever worked for, um, reach out to them. Like Google reviews are the the golden egg in business. And I'm telling you right now, as more companies start to recognize this, which is starting to happen, the median in our industry is going to change. If you go to a restaurant, you're going to see restaurants with a thousand reviews now, you know, 2000, like the the numbers are high, but in Mm -hmm. painting, if you were to Google painting companies in your area, have you done that yet? Yeah. Who, how many reviews is the highest? Do you know? The highest is a franchise and they're at 150. I don't know if that's local or franchise wide, but Okay. Um, and what's the second one? Like in terms of local guys, it's probably not over a hundred, not over a hundred, maybe. So it's attainable, but the goal is, is that you should want to get to, you know, in that range. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying the amount of reviews matters. It's just saying that, you know, you just want to be within that, in that range, you know, because once you get to a point and here's where I'm getting with all this, once you get to the point in this industry where you've bought a bunch of leads, you've gotten your name out there, you've refined your production process because that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen. You're going to have reps. Right now is a, is a wasted day that your sub crew could be working on a job for you to be able to see if they're worth keeping, if they need training, if they're you know the type of crew that's going to keep your business in business for a long time, right? It's going to give you reps in terms of how to sell properly or how to work on your margins and just continuously build confidence so you can reject those bathroom remodel jobs, reject the woodworking and trim jobs. Maybe if you want to do them on the side while your sub crews are working, go for it, bro. But I'm talking about business niching down, and then ultimately at the end of this, the goal is is for uh, your Google listing to be an organic just sponge, uh, which you know should balance out the ad spend. But it's heavy, heavy, heavy early on, and then that should, that ad spend should taper down as the year goes on, um, unless you're just hyper growing and you know you just double down on your ad spend. That's good. Yeah, it's good. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's, there's definitely a couple of things that I wasn't thinking of, but it's thinking it through all on my own. It just kind of gets jumbled. It's like, I have all the pieces. A lot of what you said, I have all the pieces, but it, I, I analyze it a lot to where I, 
The submodel is you know, kind of hard, man. Can I just make a make a side note here about the submodel? No, I'm, I'm totally you know, open to can I give you some models. insight here about at least my thoughts on it? You're on an yeah. I, you're on an island right now, Michael. That's the problem. The problem is is that you have a sub crew that doesn't care if you call them or not. They're going to find work somewhere else, right? I mean, ultimately, like you don't have yeah. any sort of pressure that says. I need to keep my sub crew busy right now, at least. Right. Correct. Okay. Uh -huh. So because you have no pressure, right. There's it, you're, you're missing out on urgency and you're, these are, these are innate like things that we possess that get us to fight or flight. Like I've got to find a job or else Shamel, Dan, Dan Jr. And Jeremy won't have work Monday. And it's like that sort of push, honestly, at least for me has helped me get to the level that I am, which I'm very happy with. I mean, we have three full-time crews, you know, we're very, you know, but because I have that push now, I'm not saying you can't develop those relationships with your subs, but ultimately, like, I think the employee model is a really good way to get started. And I think the reason why that is, is because maybe you find one or two guys and, you know, you just make it a focus early on to keep those two guys busy. And maybe you do get some overflow and then you bring in the sub, but at the end of the day, you have a constant. And what that constant is, is two things. Number one, you can easily build a culture. A culture is really important, you know, Michael, because again, you are big on branding and I know you care about this stuff and please don't take it the wrong way when I say it's not important early on. It is to a degree, but it's not the biggest focus. Biggest focus is getting reps. But I'm just saying the culture aspect, number one, gives you the control. It gives you the ability to tweak things. It's, it lets you jump in on the job when necessary and then get out. You're creating a much better experience. And I'm bringing this up because you were out of control before COVID and you told me that that was extremely defeating. Okay. That could happen again with a sub crew and you're technically not going to be able to jump in on a sub crew and start helping and fixing things and being a part of the process. It's just, you don't do that. Right. But with your employees, if something is going wrong, you can go in and fix it. You can be a part of the team and you can build a relationship with your guys. Um, at least that's my thoughts, you know, and I think the, you'll notice that the margins are a little bit better. The hard part is, is the barrier to entry. It's finding these guys and it can start with one person, you know, so just an idea, man. I just think that if you're open to it, I wouldn't completely close off the employee model because again, if you're buying leads, you have nothing to worry about. You're going to find the work. So it's not a matter of, you know, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I mean, I think I agree with you in a lot of ways. My, my, I mean, I did all employees with this moving company and it was great. I, I don't feel hampered to be able to source uh, good, good talent. I don't feel like that's a hang up for me. It's feeling um, because I have other open projects right now that I actually do need help on, but it's not, I don't feel like I can hire, hey, even if just a painter or uh, someone even just with good character, because I would be asking them to do tons of random well, stuff. Well, you wouldn't like the goal here. I think the strategy would be, you need to finish those projects yourself. Mm -hmm. You you're in it, finish them. And this painting thing is a separate entity, you yeah. know, completely, you, you know, do not ask them to be a part of these extra projects. It's not their responsibility and that's not what they're applying for. You want a painter, you know, and it starts with, and you've mm -hmm. already done this. Usually I tell people to do this, sell the job first, figure it out later. You did that with a 26,000 right, cabinet job. You're crazy. 
Uh, you know, you've yeah. done it. I don't think it gets any worse than that. I think uh, painting a few bedrooms and telling Joanne <laughs> it'll be starting in two weeks and then taking two weeks to find your guy is a lot less pressure than whatever that kitchen looked like. I bet it was immaculate, you know. But I love that. I think that that shows that you got what it takes, man. I don't think you're missing anything here, but just strategy. Do not mix these two things. Whatever projects you've got going on, which I don't even want to know about because I bet it's stressful because it's all these remodeling stuff and cash flow is tricky over there because it's just, you know, I'm sure you just took what you had to do, but that doesn't stop you from starting this painting side and keeping it clean and then fizzle out your jobs. While you're doing that, you're selling paint jobs, paint jobs, paint jobs, paint jobs. Do not take anything else. If you target, and this is another reason why aggregators are good, because you can actually target what type of jobs you want. Like you can, you can tell it, interior painting, three bedrooms or more, exterior painting, that's it. And if you get anything outside of that, you get a lead, you get a credit for the lead. So that's the cool part is it keeps you honest at the very least. So you know what type of customer you're getting, yeah. you're interested, you know what type of job. I like that. Yeah, I guess that makes it make sense in my mind to where I can, I can get all that going, get the leads, book them out, however, three weeks from now, instead of saying, yeah, Dude, you you've done this. And then feel the gun to go out and get some you'll have matter the, of days you'll have the push. completely different. You need the push. Yeah. You need, to, you need mm -hmm. the push. You need the job pulling you to hire. You need the employee pulling you to keep finding these jobs. That external right. push is so valuable in business, it's underrated, dude. I have 12 of them pushing me right now. And it's okay. I need that pressure. I, I don't take my foot off the gas. I know every week I got to get moving. I got to make sure appointments are being done, sales are being done. And that's how you create a business. I can honestly say if I were in your position, I would not nearly be as motivated given the fact that you have so much pressure around you with these other jobs, given the fact that even personally you have a lot of pressure. Like there's just not enough motivation to carry me at least into that painting space unless I have a strategy, which I believe is to sell a job, get the leads. First of all, you're going to have pressure to sell the job because the leads cost money. You're going to want to convert that. Then when you get there, you're going to want to sell the job because you have a plan to get a new employee. Maybe you've already ran ads and you're starting to do interviews. You can start that process today. I would go on Indeed, put together an ad, at least get some feelers out, see who's out there, set up the Angie leads, get some estimates going, and then, dude, you just time it. <laughs> you know. And maybe you're a part of that first job with that guy to see how they work, and then you taper off. If you notice they can handle it, you leave the job and go do your thing and then sell another one. Hire another guy, build a team of two, and then take it easy for a while, right? Like you don't need to scale immediately, organically, and slowly. You're going to learn so much more. Yeah, no, that's great. Oh, that's, that's helpful for sure to bounce it off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope it helps, man. I hope, I, I'd like to see you go the employee route. I think you're an employee guy. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, no, no, I, I like that. That sounds that sounds really good. Um, obviously, okay. So I'm hiring skilled painters as opposed to people initially. That, you need somebody yeah, that has some experience, but I think again, right. don't set them up for failure. If you have a moderately skilled painter, there's a lot of painters that don't know how to spray because whoever they work for just never let them do it. You know, so maybe you only take jobs where there's no sprayer required. You know, I didn't take interior work for six months because I didn't want anyone to make a mistake inside. I did all exterior work, but I was able to do that because I got to select what type of leads I got, you know? Um, so that, that's an option for you as well. Okay. Um, just because I know that I could, um, wind on this, this particular topic for far too long. 
So with the name, I'm 100% cool to change it. I, I don't feel confident about it anyways. I'm sure. focused on interior life that the idea was, yeah. I was trying to put too much personal into it because it was about, you know, helping the our inner life as well as we're painting, but then you don't need I to like mix this too. I like the thought. <laughs> yeah, I like the thought too. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so this is what I got. I got other domains I already purchased. What do you and got? I got Shelton's Painting. Okay. You know, pretty standard. That's my last name. The hometown uh, theme. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I didn't do it because yeah, but it what felt else? Small, got? but what else you got? Yeah. Um, the other one was not just painting related, but it was going to be something like Shelton's Home Improvements, where I'm. Ah, please stay away from more that, than just the Please paint. don't do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because what that does is it it keeps your foot. It doesn't close the door. It just keeps your the door cracked, your foot out to let anything else come in and then do that trickle down effect on that. It doesn't keep you honest to the, to the goal. Paint jobs, paint jobs, paint jobs, paint jobs. <laughs> like dude, that's it. That's all we want to seek for. Yeah. Um, so you have those two options. Anything else? Yeah. I have those two that I already okay. own. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, you know, I could do, you know, elef- I could do elephant painting. I, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, I think, you know, if there's another decision maker in, in your family who you value their opinion, the beautiful part of the name, man, it's so important, man. It's, 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 it's the culture, man. It's, it's the, uh, it is the life, new life. I mean, you're having a, a baby, you know, is it, maybe you mm-hmm. work her name into it or you do something unique there that could be a family legacy for you, but take a little time. I mean, you, you know, I'm sure you could come up with something, but I would definitely change it, bro. Just for the simple fact that yeah, you don't want to confuse your marketplace. That's all. 100% gotcha. You know, I'd love to see you take on exterior work in the next year and interior <laughs> work because it's two businesses that mesh very well together, you know. Yeah, no, it was no, I never intended to, to I know. differentiate. But I see way. what you were trying I, to do. It was kind of creative. Yeah, yeah it mm-hmm. was good, man. So maybe keep me updated. I'd love to hear how, how you progress, bro. I hope Was this helpful? Uh, yeah, no, it definitely was helpful. It helps me bounce it off and hear from someone else that kind of already knows the types of things that are in my head. It's another <laughs> person to say, hey, have you thought about this? Are you looking at this? And, yeah. you know, here's some things to focus on. So, yeah, no, definitely. Helpful. Yeah, remember, the, the goal here in the next 30 days is to test this theory. Get the ads, sell the job, get a guy to do the job, you know. And then from there you'll really have some confidence going into the next direction. But right now you're just kind of at a standstill. So that's kind of what the issue is. I see. Yeah, no, I like it. Okay. I'm going to pull the trigger on some of these things and, uh, keep me updated, man. I love to hear about it. it. Okay. Tanner. Yeah. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Good luck, man. And congrats on the baby, man. God bless you and your family. All right.